Hello, and welcome to a very overdue new episode of Playbook by Grace. The past month or two have been crazy, as I just graduated college and am now entering into the workforce full-time. I am so excited to share with you the new guests that I have lined up, and I know that they will leave you as inspired as they left me. My first guest of 2022 is Aubrey Scott, a young entrepreneur and owner of Consider the Lilies, a floral design company based in the state of Oklahoma. So Aubrey, how are you today? I'm just super excited to talk to you. We've done some, we've had some technical difficulties, but that's okay. We're, we're, we're moving, moving our way through it. I'm doing wonderful, Cooper. Thank you so much. I'm excited to talk to you too. <laughs> Not like we haven't done that before, It's okay, but it's okay. <laughs> I know. The, that's okay. The boundaries of technology are sometimes hard to, hard to navigate, but we're, we're making our way through it. We're making our way. Exactly. Um, so before we kind of get any deeper, um, I wanted to give you the opportunity and the floor to talk about um, you as a person and what it is that you do with your um, floral company. And um, I know what it is, but in order to, you know, really dive a lot deeper, um, I think it's important that um, you have that opportunity to um, speak your heart a little bit and then um, we can we can keep going. So the floor is yours. Thank you. Okay, so my name is Aubrey Scott. I'm a senior at OU. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, I study advertising and I started my company, Consider the Lilies, my senior year of high school. Um, my parents are both entrepreneurs, so they wanted me to start a business and try it out. So they funded me to start a business and I could fail or succeed. They didn't really care. They just wanted me to understand the process of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried out a bunch of different things, but ended on doing a flower cart inspired by flower markets in Paris. And I saw all these pictures on Pinterest and I was like, I wanna do something like that in Oklahoma. Uh, So we had a friend build a flower cart for me. And the summer after my senior year of high school, I sold flowers and it was so fun. I just bundle them up and give them to people. Um, But then when I got to college, I could not bring this huge flower cart all the way to, um, all the way to Norman, two hours away. So, I decided to just kind of set it aside and focus on school, focus on college. Um, And then halfway through my freshman year, my GBIG got engaged and she knew about my business and wanted to encourage me in it and uh, asked me to do the flowers for her wedding, which was a complete shock because I had never done flower design before. I just bundled up flowers, but I said yes. And started learning how to do flower design and I watched YouTube videos and read articles and um, practiced and then the following year I did my first wedding and when I first started this business I never thought I would do weddings I didn't want to do weddings I thought they were too big and just something about it I didn't want to do but after doing hers I really really enjoyed it and started doing more weddings after that Um, And then it was COVID year and kind of stopped doing as many weddings, obviously. Um, But during that time, I really started dreaming about my business and what I wanted it to be and um, made a website and started my social media and uh, did all the branding for it. And since I'm an advertising major, a lot of what I've learned, I've gotten to apply to my business, which is so cool. And that year, I really focused on that. And this past year, I've been doing weddings and then just trying to grow it and finish up college and 
um, looking forward to this next year, this next phase of my life. Yeah, that's so exciting. Um, just super, um, I've known about what you've done for quite a while and um, I just think it's super, super interesting. Um, and it just must have been so like such a blessing to have um, your parents take that step and just take that leap of faith because I know a lot of people don't necessarily have that opportunity. Um, like you said, that the opportunity to fail does not come often, um, which like, especially since you were in the grand scheme of things incredibly young at the time, um, let's be honest, the likelihood of failure in high school is relatively high. That's just kind of how it is. We're not exactly the, uh, the uh, most prime subject uh, suspects of, you know, success in the first try. Um, so I'm just curious as to like how, um, not necessarily just financially, but how much that support from your family like really impacted what you've done so far. It was huge and it still is. They're the ones that uh, push me, encourage me, push me to go beyond what I want to do. Um, and it's kind of fun because both of them own businesses. My mom is more of like a creative people person and my dad is uh, really good on the financial side and um, really good with just all the logistics of it. So they're a wonderful combination of business mentors to have as parents. And I don't know if I realized how amazing that was when I first started out, but definitely being in college and, um, and just seeing what I'm learning in school and, and what other friends have, I'm very, very grateful, very blessed to have them as mentors to guide me along the way. But they let me do a lot of my own thing too and just wait for me to come and ask and then they're there um, whenever I need help. Absolutely. It's just, um, that's super, super great. And I know that um, just having that support and that, um, that underlying foundation um, obviously translated to great success because um, you're doing um, so well so far and stuff. And I know um, there's a lot of years left and a lot of um, great things to come. Um, but so far, it seems like it's going great. Um, yeah. So you talked a lot about the process of what it, um, how you got to where you are and like the, the failures at first and then you got to the flowers and now, um, now you're here. But I guess what is, uh, what's been the most difficult part, part of that process? Um, would you say like as far as um, starting from the ground up and, or um, something that's come along the way or like a, maybe a, um, a wedding horror story or anything like that? Like, <laughs> I know, um, I'm not too familiar with the wedding uh, wedding um, business, but I know that um, a lot of people find it pretty hectic. So I'm sure that there's something that um, maybe caused a little bit of a, a little bit of a headache. Yes. So there are definitely a lot of horror stories and a lot of difficult <laughs> parts with it. One I would say is just balancing like college life with having a business. And I really tried to figure out the balance with it, uh, but I'm, I, I'm focusing more on college than I am on business right now. Mm -hmm. And it's starting to transition, but that balance has been a little bit difficult. Um, but as for horror stories in the wedding industry, it's, it's funny. Flor floral design is on a lot of a time limit because they, they are expendable. Like you could, you get them one day and then you have them for about like four or five days until they start dying. Um, so you're working within a time limit 
And a lot of times the venues that you're working at are also in a time limit. So I've done weddings before where I have about three hours to set up and they're crazy weddings. Um, so definitely horror stories in that part. And especially just starting out, I did not work at a floral shop before doing this. I did not work with any floral designer before doing this. So pretty much everything I've done, it's either learned off of YouTube or it is a trial and error. So <laughs> I've definitely gone into weddings doing stuff for the first time. And that is just a reality of doing floral design and having your own floral business. And I know a lot of wonderful people that I've talked to that have their own floral design businesses and have done it for years. They do new things all the time and they're constantly learning. Um, so I've definitely gone into weddings where I'm like, I really hope this works out. And it always does end up working out, which is such a blessing. And I feel like such a testament that the Lord is with me in it because I could not do it on my own. And also giving me the motivation through those like three hours that I have to set up to do it. And if it's going crazy to just keep focused and keep going. Um, so definitely times when I have like foam that's falling apart or I feel like I have no time left on the clock before guests start arriving. Um, but I think that just kind of comes with the territory and I learned a lot through that and constantly learning through all those things and constantly failing. Um, but it's been good. Yeah, the difficult things are the things that have helped me grow the most. That's really good. Um, I like that you said that because like nobody really grows in, in their comfort zone and nobody grows when they're doing the same thing continually. Um, so like you talked a lot about like trying new things, like especially other people in the industry or you yourself, is there like, this is just like a completely random question. Is, are there like trends with flowers? Is that like a thing that like, is that, because I know on social media, ton of trends, like things change every single day. Is it the same with, with design in that aspect? 100%, yes. Floor design is just like fashion design. Uh, there's people that are the trendsetters that are exposing new ideas. They're like the top designers in the world. And I look to them for inspiration, but a lot of that stuff is also very avant-garde. And so not a normal, a normal bride might not want it for their wedding, but it does shape what is trendy and what a lot of people end up wanting to do, what normal people want to do for their weddings. So it's really fun to follow floral design and how it shifts and uh, new ideas, new colors, new ways of doing things. A huge thing in the industry right now is um, environmentally friendly design, which I am still trying to figure out how to do because a lot of floral designers use floral foam to, and I still use that, um, but a lot of them use floral foam to set up their designs and it is very, very bad for the environment. Mm -hmm. So I've been learning new techniques of setting things up to make it more environmentally friendly. Okay. And that is a huge thing that's happening right now in the industry. And I see that everywhere of people trying new ideas. Um, yeah. So it's always evolving, always changing. If you looked at my Pinterest board of florals from my senior year of high school to now, the trends in it are completely different and it's really fun to follow that and, and learn. Um, what are they using instead of the foam? Like what are the, what are some of the alternatives that are going through right now? There's literally so many things <laughs> like they I've done chicken wire before. So it's just like 
just chicken wire all balls up and you stick your stems in there and put it in water. Um, you could use like floral frogs, which are these little circular things with spikes going up and you stick the stems in the spikes. Those are both pretty old methods. I've also seen people create environmentally friendly foam. Um, they're starting to sell those on the market, but it's kind of a very hard thing to create. Right. People use moss. People use like huge sticks and do this whole like reservoir going up. Like they get so creative with it. And I'm amazed that a lot of designers have to have kind of like an engineering type mindset, which I'm not very natural with. I, a lot of times I take what people do and try to recreate it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people in this industry are incredibly smart and um, creative. So yeah, yeah I'm definitely, I'm definitely starting to pick up on the whole trial and error thing that you keep, that you keep talking about. Yeah. There's just a lot, a lot going on, it sounds like. Yes, it's a big part of it. A, definitely a big part of it. And it's just like always learning. I'm always a student in it because things are constantly changing. Yeah, I think that, I think that mindset can be, is important for anybody really that, that consistent, like being a student, like um, you, you just talked about like, graduating pretty soon from college and I just graduated from college pretty recently um but like that it's a different kind of student now whether it's be like a student of like a servant student of the lord or like in your business like there's just so many um aspects that call you like it's a, a lot of things are humbling experiences it's um that's the one thing as I've gotten older there's so many different ways the lord can use to humble you um and like you said, those humbling moments are learning experiences, but I think it's fun. Um, well, I do have to admit, I know a little bit about more about floral than like I, than some would think because I've never told the story, like definitely on the podcast, but especially in general. But in high school, it was the last elective for that I took. It was like a floral design class and I took it because it was like the last thing that was available. And I was like, this could be fun. I don't know spoiler alert in the competition at the end of the year I got second so no way I learned something throughout the year apparently but yeah. um at the end of the semester especially okay there was 20 people in the class three of them were boys everybody else was a girl so like and what the last project that we had to do that year was to like plan your dream wedding and I was like I don't know. I've anything. never thought about this before. Yeah. Nothing. I've never thought about this before because, like, let's be honest. Like a lot of things that have to do with the wedding, like, um, like I know a lot of girls have had this, like, a wedding like binder since they were like six. So, like, I have not had a wedding binder ever in my life. So I didn't know. <laughs> so half of the project was like more of like the groom side, and or okay, a third of it was like the groom side, and like. Um, two thirds of it was like the bride side. So I like kicked butt at the groom side. Like I was doing great. And then we got to the side of like budgeting for just everything that comes up in a wedding. And I got there and I was like, I don't know any of this. And mm -hmm. I turned this project in feeling really confident actually. Like I did some research and like I thought it was really thorough. Apparently it wasn't. So the, <laughs> that binder came back with a less than stellar grade. But I learned a little bit about flowers. So that is one thing that I was not expecting to talk about today. But <laughs> that is so cool, though. I wish I had a floral design class in high school. I totally would have taken it. Um, but I love that. Definitely a lot of girls 
dream about their wedding. And I think it's something about just the design of it and maybe like this creative nature that they have. Um, Cause I definitely have, and I'm like not getting married anytime soon, but like, I still think it's so fun to think about that and to like create this like dream event. Uh, so I definitely have gained a lot of inspiration from kind of what I would want to do for a wedding or, or old pictures and stuff that I have when I was little. I started a whole board on Pinterest when I was in seventh grade for weddings. And I remember someone one time was like, Aubrey, what? Why do you have like all these wedding dresses and stuff on your Pinterest? Uh, but it's just fun. And that's cool. That you kind of got a sneak peek into that. I didn't even think about that. Like you see all these weddings all the time. So you, you must be just like taking little notes in the back of your head. Like when it's, when it's your time of just like, Oh, I want to do this, but maybe not this. And so you have like a cheat sheet because you've been like, you've been to so many because a lot of people don't really get involved with weddings unless their friends are getting married, which like for me and like you, that's happening a lot more now that we're, you know, in our twenties and stuff like that. I feel like I open up Instagram and people are getting married, engaged, or having a baby like every 14 seconds now um and they I was joking about this with somebody the other day that engagements never come like solo when you see one on Instagram and you see or you see one on social media there's probably like four I don't know what it is yes yeah they come in little chunks of time yeah which like I don't know if people are coordinating this or something like that I don't like I don't know the back end of it or like (laughs) when you get engaged you just like magically expect someone else to have this magical moment too I don't know what it is but it never happens it never happens solo it always happens in trios or whatever yeah Uh, but so like you talked uh, initially a lot of you or in general you've talked a lot about the business itself but um for you touched on it for a second about like marketing and like how you get your name out there because obviously like especially in the wedding business it's like um you didn't initially get into that, but like once now that you're here, like not what you're doing isn't necessarily like unique, if that makes sense. Cause like everybody, everybody needs flowers or doesn't need flowers at their wedding, but like, it's a pretty common theme, like 99% of them. So like, obviously there's a lot of designers and there's a lot of people that have businesses somewhat similar to yours. So like, how do you market yourself to make, make your business unique? Like if somebody wanted to start something not necessarily in the same lane but like in a business that is a little bit more clogged than like than others like how do you make yourself unique yeah I love that question because this is one of my favorite parts about doing my business and I mean so this past this past semester I've really slowed down on marketing just so I could really focus on my last year of school but Honestly, marketing is one of my favorite parts of doing my business. And one big thing that I've learned, especially with a business like this, is branding yourself as a person. Um, People are really, really attracted to the individual because the one thing that makes your business unique is that it's you doing it and there's only one of you. Um, So really showing off who you are in a business. And not everyone does that. And that's okay. But I think it makes it a lot more personal whenever your face is the brand for the business. So even though my business is about floral design, it's also, um, it's my business and my, my name is on it and 
people are working with me. And I think that that's a fun part of it. You kind of, when you bring people into it, into branding and marketing, you're getting to bring in their story. Um, and people love stories and people love getting to know individuals. So I think the biggest thing for me is honestly just figuring out how to brand and market myself as a person and then bringing in the business around that. Um, so definitely like having pictures of myself, telling about my story on my page, um, connecting with people uh, relationally on Instagram and Facebook. And I've kind of done some TikToks and dabbled in that a little bit. Um, but then also a big part of that too, is just like word of mouth. And since I am technically the brand, I also the brand, whenever I'm talking to people on the phone and texting them and, um, having friends recommend me because they're my friends. And so I think that's a really big part of it. And whenever you have your own business, like I do, I think that's a very, uh, really cool thing that you could use is yourself as a marketing tool. Absolutely. Um, and it, it, you're right. It does the world when I like want to work with somebody, um, whether it's, you know, I guess floral or photo or video or like anything like that, like the stories that they're telling are just as important as the skill set. because like you look at somebody who's at the top, like a skill, like skillfully at the top of their field or whatever, but if they don't know how to tell the story, then like it's, it's, hard to like bank on that um and like the fact that you like really emphasize the storytelling especially in, in your field is super important because like when you work with somebody on their wedding that's like one of the more intimate parts of like their entire life um so like you have to be not only um be willing to tell your story like you're helping them tell theirs which is super cool and like i i'm sure that's probably a really humbling feeling right like that you get to be around these people when like it's easily top five or top three most like important and impactful moments of their entire life you know what I mean yeah that's that's been one of the craziest things is for me a lot of times I'm like oh just another wedding another weekend but then whenever I get there and also when I'm talking to them leading up to it I'm like no this is like one of the biggest days of their lives and I get to be a part of it that is really, really cool. And then getting to be there the day of and seeing friends and family come in and seeing their closest people kind of walking around while I'm setting up and seeing them in their dress. And because most of the time I'm talking to the bride, I'm always talking to the bride whenever I'm doing floral design because um, they're usually the most interested in it. Um, but like getting to see them in their dress and see them with their bridesmaids and their parents, it's just such a a personal thing that you get to be a part of and it's really easy to forget that whenever you're on like the administrative side of it but then being there the day of you're like wow it's really special that I get to kind of be a small small part of this really important day absolutely um so just kind of continuing on um so like you talked a little bit about how the Lord has called you into the field and stuff like that um so what do you do on like the daily part of this, whether it's at the wedding or just like marketing, marketing the business or anything like that. Like, what are you doing to make sure that the Lord is, um, they see that people see the Lord when they work with you? Because I know, especially for me, um, in like the content creative business, and I, I've asked this to a couple other people as well. Um, when you market your business, you market yourself and stuff like that. It's also very easy to make 
the business about yourself and it's very easy to like make the self glorification the self like um self-relief and stuff like that um which you know obviously um can um be kind of detrimental to not only your relationship with the lord but also like the business itself if, if it becomes about you so like how do you make sure that people see jesus when they see your business and like when they see aubrey scott how do they how do they see jesus yes that is such a good question and honestly it's been a journey of trying to figure out what that is supposed to look like and how to do that because I think the most important way that people are going to see Jesus is through how you interact with them and learning how to do that well, how to do business well in a way that um, is honoring to them, is also honoring to the Lord whenever you're honoring them. And I've I've kind of struggled with that, struggling with like putting my own desires over, um, over doing, doing something that is honoring to the Lord. And I think that's honestly the biggest thing is like being salt and light in, in your business. And that is through like relationships with other people. So relationships with clients, relationships with other florists, relationships with other people that you're working with, um, just loving them and what does it look like to love them well i think that is honestly the biggest thing that i could do to show the lord in what i'm doing because i can claim god on social media as much as i want you know i could quote scripture i could uh do whatever but i think the the most impactful moments are whenever you're just loving people really well through what you're doing. And I will say I've not done that perfectly. And that has maybe been the most humbling thing this past year is um, learning how to do that in business and really taking it seriously. Uh, Because for a while it was very much like a hobby. And now that it's transitioning into a career, I need to take it a lot more seriously. And I think that the Lord has shown me that the best way to do that and the best way to show who he is to other people is by loving them well. So I would say that that is what I'm learning right now. Um, And then hopefully in the future that if I'm faithful in these small things and the Lord's helping me be faithful in these small things that he'll take me to larger things where I could use my finances to bless other people or bring people into my business and, um, get to share the gospel with them through what I do. And I love also getting to pray for families and couples and stuff the day of the wedding. Cause I think that that is just such a, a special, special day. And a lot of people, even if they don't know the Lord, don't realize that there's so much like biblical foundation in marriage. Um, so it's a really great opportunity for me while I'm setting up flowers to just like pray for the couple and pray for their families. So the Lord is in every aspect of it. Um, whether that is like very outspoken on social media or just in my own personal prayer life or the daily work that I do. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's, that's kind of like the heart for the business and what I strive to do. Absolutely. Um, and I just think that that's so like all, all of the things that you said are so important, especially like, um, 
being around the, these people that you're working with and praying for these people, these people and stuff like that, because um, like you said, like when you're involved in these weddings, like it's, you know, they're coming together under God. Like that's, um, that's the point of marriage is the point of wedlock is to um, do life and improve, improve yourself and take that next step and um, walk with the Lord together and do all this stuff together, which is like a huge step. And it shows the, um, and it shows that grace that the Lord has given us and stuff like that. And um, through that marriage, and it's just the point of it is to be a reflection of the Lord through that. And in order to do that, like you need to start, or we all need to start doing that ourselves as individuals before you take that next step. So um, I think showing that and being a reflection of that is just so important and so vital. Um, and it's just, um, and I know that from what I've heard um, that, you know, weddings are, even though it's this, but supposed to be this moment and this day of just complete joy and stuff like that, sometimes it's less joyful just because there's a lot going on. And um, you are just uh, like, your business is just one little, one little um, corner of this entire day of stuff that they have to plan and how they have to figure out. Um, And being that light and being that um, especially since you do your job well is, uh, and then you're also loving them well is like one thing that they don't have to necessarily put off, but like that they know that there's one little, even if there's one little angle of stress relief, like coming from you, I'm sure that does wonders for their day and it does wonders for themselves, uh, for their, like their marriage, because that's, you were like one of the first things that they see on the day that they get married. It's like all of these things that you've done, you've worked so hard on. Um, and the fact that you're not only doing your, your job well, but you're loving them well, is, I'm sure, like I said, does wonders for that entire day for them. Um, but we've talked a little bit about how you feel when, you've, when things aren't necessarily going so well and how um, it can be a bit discouraging at times and stuff like that. So when it becomes, when those discouraging moments come, like, how do you, how do you navigate past that? Where do you go? Because obviously everything that you do is Lord is God centered and, and things like that. So I'm sure I know the answer to this. And I'm sure <laughs> like anybody who's listening knows the answer to this, but like, what's your process throughout that? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the biggest thing I would say, or the number one thing I go to is obviously the Lord. And the, I always think about the verse where it says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. My mom tells me that, has told me <laughs> It's so good. It's so good because it really shifts your mind. And especially with my parents having owned businesses, I've seen how much a business can take over your life in in a good way they they work really hard and i i see like it can stress them out at all moments of the day it's not this like nine to five moment of time that you work but it's kind of all-encompassing and things are constantly on your mind and uh, i've definitely felt that with this business before where i'm worrying and thinking about things when i'm laying my head down on the pillow and so i always remember that to pray about everything and go to the Lord with it. And, um, and then also have a wonderful support system. Uh, my, my dad, my mom, 
they both are huge mentors to me. I go to whenever I'm stressed out or have questions or just need to talk through things. Um, it's also been really, really cool. I have several friends who are business owners and I just love, I love watching girls and guys my age who are owning businesses and going through that process at the same time as me. And I find a lot of um, encouragement through them as well and talking to them and relating our struggles with each other and our victories and kind of one of my best friends, Kaylee, owns owns a food truck and we talk about stuff a lot and we go through a lot of similar things even though they're different industries just owning a business has a lot of the same struggles and so getting to talk about that stuff with her and kind of process everything is one of my favorite ways to kind of cope with sometimes the uncertainty and the stress of owning a business um and then I get inspired by people who are going after it and doing things and yeah definitely friends and family who give me advice and going to the Lord in prayer and encouragement through scripture always. So yeah. I love that. And I love the idea of like um, small business and not only just small businesses getting together and like pitching those ideas and stuff and you have that community, but I love the aspect that you're like of Lord centered small businesses because um, that community is probably much larger than anybody thinks. It's just like, getting that connection and getting that community. Um, and once you make that step, I'm sure it's been really, really fruitful. Um, yeah. It's been surprising to see how many small businesses there are, especially ones that, um, oh, people that love the Lord and are wanting to have him at the center of it. So that's been really cool to see. Awesome. Um, well, as we're wrapping up, um, I just want to uh, give you the floor one more time um, about just, I, and it's such a corny question, like, oh, do you have, like, if you could tell anybody anything, like, what, uh, what would you want to tell them? But, like, I think it's, like, getting that opinion from so many people is super important. So, like, is there, like, one thing on your heart that, like, if somebody was looking to start a business or even just somebody who's interested in learning how to get started, um, what would you tell them? Just to kind of wrap things up. Yeah, I think, so one of the greatest pieces of advice I've ever gotten is from my mom. And she actually gave me this advice when I was a freshman in high school. So before I even thought about starting a business. Um, but at that time, I was really, really shy and just entering into high school and wanted to do a lot of things, but was really fearful, really scared to do it. And she told me I was applying for this student council position. And I just, I couldn't press the button to submit, to do it, to apply. And I was kicking and screaming, crying. <laughs> I was so nervous about it. And she was like, I'm just going to press it for you. Um, but she basically told me, and this is funny because you mentioned this at the beginning of like going into your adult life, but she told me to just jump off the diving board and when I want to give advice to someone, I think that that is the number one piece of advice I'd give them because that's one thing. The fear of jumping off the diving board is one thing that keeps me from doing a lot of things. And, and jumping off the diving board is the one thing that makes my life really exciting and has brought some of the most exciting parts to my life. Um, so when she told me that to jump off the diving board, whenever I was a freshman in high school, I just took that advice and ran with it. And everything that 
I've done up until now, not everything, but a lot of things I've done, even if I'm scared or don't know how to do it, or um, I have a lot of doubts in myself or people have doubts in me, I'm just like, jump off the diving board, just take that one step and do it. And this is the same if I'm like not wanting to do homework too, <laughs> like just jump off the diving board, I would just do it. Like the Nike phrase, just do it. It really just takes that one step of obedience, that one action, just take action to do it. That really makes all the difference because it's in the middle of kind of falling and all of that, <laughs> expanding the metaphor, but falling that you, you have to figure out what to do. And so once you take that step, you're like, okay, I'm all in. I have to figure out how to swim. I have, I have to figure this out, but I'm here and I'm doing it. And, um, that's the biggest thing for my business. When I started was, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And it's going to maybe look really crazy and I will fail a lot. Um, but I learned so much. I've learned the most through jumping off the dive board. And even in my business now, I do that all the time, every day, <laughs> things that, clients ask me to do that I've never done before. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Or new ideas that I have. Okay. I'm just going to do it. Or people that I want to talk to. Okay. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to take that one step of faith. And I would encourage anyone that's looking to start a business or if it's not a business, just anything in your life that you're wanting to do that you feel like the Lord's pressing on your heart to just do it. And if it's not meant for you, it's not meant for you, but take action on that curiosity that you have and see what could come of it because it could be amazing. Maybe you should go back to making shirts because I feel like it, you, everything that you said just then, there was a couple snippets where like you could totally put that on a shirt or like on a, <laughs> on a blanket or on something like that. You could um, like action it, take action out of curiosity. Like I feel like that's such a great little, like great little line and stuff like that. <laughs> Thank been, you. Maybe I'm, I'll make t-shirts for my business. Maybe that'll be the next diving board moment. <laughs> why not? I mean, why not? It, it, it could be great. You never know. Um, but this has been so, uh, so cool. Um, and I know that I'm leaving this definitely really inspired. And I, I'm sure that everybody who's going to be listening uh, will too. And um, we've been friends for, oh gosh, it's been like three years, three or four years, pretty much since like, not necessarily since college started, but pretty close. Yeah. Um, which kind of blows my mind. Um, I feel like I'm learning more and more things about, about you, not only as a professional, but as an individual every day. Um, and that's super honoring and stuff like that. And I'm just really thankful that you took the time to sit down with me today. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Cooper. I love that you're doing this. I think it's so cool. And I get so inspired by other people who are doing cool things like this. And so I'm very grateful that you've had me on and that I've gotten to speak and um, be a part of your your venture into podcasting too and everything that you're doing with that. Thank you so much for listening once again. Aubrey is a dear friend of mine and it was an honor to help share her story with you. I will be back soon with another episode and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week.